This is SciX, the Systemic Psychedelic Podcast. Welcome and hello to a new episode of our podcast. Let me first give a little bit of background. SciX is a multidisciplinary platform with future fit leadership, innovation and global systems and the purposeful application of science-backed psychoactive technologies. By psychoactive technologies, we mean both endogenous means, such as meditation and breathwork, and exogenous means, such as psychedelic substances and neurostimulation. We are especially fascinated by psychedelics because of the recent upsurge of public attention and scientific research in relation to these compounds. Our guest today is Jonathan Glazer from the movement Thank You Plant Medicine. The movement was born as a response to the stigma in society about the use of psychoactive plants and psychedelics. The aim of the movement is to create a world where these substances are free from stigma and discrimination for personal and collective healing. As a first campaign, the team organized a global wave of gratitude on the 20th of February 2020. This was a global coming out day where thousands of people shared their stories of healing and transformation on social media. Today, we will speak to Jonathan about the potential of psychoactive technologies to facilitate system change. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast and thank you very much for joining us today. Hi, Tanya. It's great to be here and it's a pleasure to meet you again. Yeah. And the reason why we came together today to have a chat is mostly to talk about psychoactive technologies and system change. And I was thinking maybe we have a first little intro chat about the problems that we're even facing as a humanity and why is it even important to do anything about the situation that we're in. And I would be curious to hear what are the main things that concern you about where we stand as people? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a big question. My personal perspective about it is you have a sustainability issue right now over the planet. Uh, ecosystems are challenged, uh, human ecosystems, natural ecosystems, resource ecosystems. And these challenges are not uh, localized to one part of the planet. These challenges are global challenges. And in that sense, uh, we all have a certain responsibility uh, to protect, enhance, and to create a space that future generations can live in. And that's something that uh, I think we are all facing and seeing today with the current uh, coronavirus pandemic, where we all are affected by the actions of other nations, other people, etc. I think that's, that's maybe the biggest uh, challenge that we face in humanity today, sustainability. Hmm. So, and I mean, that also holds the climate situation as well, right? Yeah, the climate is part of it, but it really comes down to how we act as human beings in the world and what we do with our resources, how we manage the resources. And that affects, in my perspective, also the climate. And, but it's also the society that we live in. And hmm. disparity, accumulation of resources on one hand and lack of resources on the other hand. Uh, great hmm. poverty, social injustice that you can see all around. Yeah. And do you have any sense of what you think are the root causes for that? Like why, why did we even end up in that? 
it's a very complex system. So I don't really have answers to what are the root causes. I can just say that I think things are as they are because they are as they are in that sense. There is a certain progress to the evolution of humanity. And right now we're in a progress in a point in time where technology is very advanced, but our social systems are still not uh, uh, optimized or harmonized to a point where we can all enjoy that uh, technological advancement. So, for example, we have people that are flying to space while there are kids that cannot, they don't have food for a week. You see, so there is this huge gap between where we are technologically wise and where we are socially wise. And I think that gap can be uh, bridged by focusing on shifting a little bit our focus from technological advancement coming into also social advancement and, and distribution uh, systems uh, that are more equitable, that are more just, that are more uh, fair to the global population. Hmm. So in some sense, what you're saying is that technology can't be the only answer, right? As in technology, I mean, I suppose the technology you're referring to is the Western type of technology of the internet and digitization and things like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about uh, physical technology. Anything that can be, you can look at hardware or software or advancement in understanding how the natural world works hmm. uh, and, and letting behind how humanity has survived so far on the planet, right? It survived in a very uh, specific systems that were sustainable over time that brought us here. But if you look about 200 years ago to now and the industrial revolution, the information revolution, these uh, stages have put us to the brink of a global disaster that we are seeing today. Yeah. And I would be curious to hear, because, you know, that's the one side of technology, but then also, you know, as we speak of psychoact or psychoactive technologies, what we refer to are also the spiritual technologies and psychedelics and things like that. And I would be really curious to hear your view on, I mean, A, how you relate to them personally and maybe also partly based on your personal story, how you think that they can have an impact on the topics that we just talked about. Right. So humanity on the side of developing uh, physical technology uh, has for thousands of years spiritual technology or what you'd call inner work or the ability to work with oneself through different types of practices. So you can take the Indian uh, yogic practices, the Tibetan practices, the Chinese uh, practices, the uh, African different types of spiritual practices, the Amazonian uh, spiritual practices. And these practices have been around for thousands of years and have created and developed as a school of thought for, for every specific reason. These practices usually uh, there is a common thread, which is a greater interconnected, a greater connectedness between the mind and the heart and the rest of the body, and then a connectedness to the environment around us. So by growing this uh, capacity to connect with oneself, we now have a greater sensibility to other people and to the natural world. So it's a work from within than without. Uh, and the different lineages have used different tools or different technologies in order to achieve that inner connectedness and then social connectedness and then more planetary connectedness. So for example, my personal story is that my practice is Tibetan meditation for 15 years and before that yogic meditation uh, 
And when we talk specifically about psychoactive technologies, so, uh, we, we see that those psychoactive technologies, if you're talking about different natural substances that are used within the different lineages, uh, you can see that those psychoactive technologies have a potential of accelerating the spiritual uh, uh, progress that one would have. Uh, and just as Tibetan uh, meditation uh, uses air and uh, breathing techniques and posture and concentration techniques, uh, etc., and sound and sound uh, vibration techniques, so do for example, Amazonian traditions, they use plants and they use many different plants in order to be able to create that healing, that interconnectedness. Now, how that affects or can affect potentially uh, our societies is that when you have people that are more aware of themselves, that are more sensitive to themselves, they become also more sensitive to others. And you mm -hmm. can see it very clearly with mindfulness meditation that is now extremely popular around the world, uh, first of all, because it works and it's scientifically proven to help out on many uh, occasions, but it's an Eastern technique that you use to create greater awareness to one's own body and for that to be then translated to people that are happier in the workplace, people that are healthier, people that have less headaches, less depression, etc. So just as mindfulness meditation has been integrated, yoga has been integrated, and there you can find a yoga studio everywhere in the world, so does psychoactive technologies can be integrated uh, as a complementary technology into our day-to-day -day society. Yeah. And can you, so what I would be interested in is that aspect of healing that you talk a lot about, you know, in the campaign that you did with Thank You Plant Medicine, because there was all, you were creating essentially a wave of gratitude in relation to healing and transformation. So maybe if you could talk a little bit about, you know, how that all relates to the larger issues that we've been talking about and how, you know, how you were trying to, you know, to do your little contribution in relation to that. Yeah, so the perspective is that if I as an individual I'm suffering from chronic pain, from autoimmune disease, I'm suffering from uh, emotional distress, my ability to participate in society diminishes. And in Western society, you can say that many people have emotional distress, have a physical uh, distress that then affects their ability to act in the world, uh, to be good fathers, good mothers, etc. Uh, we focused uh, Thank You Plant Medicine on gratitude and healing because this is exactly what psychoactive technologies can do for us with the right setting, setting, with the right preparations, with the right safety measures. Uh, psychoactive technologies, uh, and I'm, I can talk about you know, synthetic ones and I can talk about plant ones, they have a common denominator, which they create uh, a shift and an uh, opportunity to open up uh, your inner worlds to release uh, past pain, with it, whether it is emotional or physical, and they have this capacity to create inner healing. And that's what they've been used uh, traditionally. They've been used for healing, and they've been used also for uh, helping the community face adversities. So specifically, and I, that's something personal to me, my meditation practice is a Tibetan healing meditation. So it's a mm -hmm. meditation that is focused on healing the body, on emotional level, on physical level, on uh, mental level. So we thought, that, and we saw it 
that there is a common denominator within the uh, psychoactive, people that, that have experience with psychoactive, the people uh, specifically psychedelics and entogenic plants, that almost everybody we talk to had a sort of healing, a certain healing process, a certain growth process. And healing doesn't have to be, okay, I'm now depressed, I'm not going to be depressed anymore. Healing can be, hey, I don't have a purpose in my life, and through my practice with the psychoactive substance, now I have purpose, you know? So mm. growth is also sort of the healing. So, you know, making a normal people feel better or have greater purpose, a greater agency in life, right? And that common denominator was uh, very powerful because everybody has it. So we focus the campaign or the movement on that and that, that great unity and, and a lot of people join. And gratitude uh, was to show that there is a certain relationship yeah, a thankful relationship with uh, our experience. So it's gratitude to myself, but it's also gratitude to the substance and the practices and the lineages that allowed me to heal or to grow from something that was bothering me. Yeah? Uh, or to go to a place that I wanted to go. So that's how we connected the healing and the gratitude. And it mm. was extremely powerful. Mm. Uh, it really created the unite the, the it, it really united people from 68, 70 countries around the world uh, that are still today now communicating with each other and mm. working on other projects together. Yeah, and I must say one of the topics that kind of relates to that in a indirect way is you know a topic that I find most fascinating, and that's you know how to be a good leader as in how to take the right decisions and how to act in the world with a sense of purpose. And I would be really curious to hear your view on, you know, how exactly these qualities and processes that you've just talked about, how that those relate to, to leadership in the world and how to, you know, transform or how to bring about that, that change that is currently needed. Right. So it's, it's very interesting today, you know, the world, we have a tendency to think that the world is just one thing or the other, but really the world is, 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 a, is a huge mix of leadership styles, of uh, financial systems, of uh, social systems, right? But there, have a, there is a certain feeling that the world that we live in, at least, when, you know, in a certain way, some, some form capitalistic or Western-style world uh, in this side of the planet, uh, it's a world that has its priorities a little bit upside down, uh, where humans, people, social interaction are as a second, second step to profit and to uh, consumerism or to having and having, having. And that uh, mix of priorities uh, is a huge problem. Because I'm as a leader, if I want to do good, I need to subscribe to a certain system that prioritizes profit over well-being, right? And there is some shift in that, but still the, the momentum is towards profit. So my belief is that that needs to change. Yeah? Well, where we put people and environment first, and profit is good as a mechanism for social growth, for planetary growth, uh, and not as a main aim or a purpose. And by that, we start sensibilizing ourselves to different goals, you see? And mm. that's uh, my view about it. That's yeah. the potential that we can create within our community. You know, what you guys are doing, what uh, a lot of other people are doing is, is shifting the priorities. 
and in a certain way, when we moved from, from tribe to cities or to towns and then to cities and then to metropolis, uh, we lost connection. Uh, mm. We lost connection and relationship with each other. We lost trust. Uh, we lost a very essential uh, part of our social, uh, of social uh, technology that kept us together, that actually were beneficial to us. And mm. in that losing of those uh, aspects of community, we also uh, lost our priorities. Yeah? And what we're doing together, you and I and many other people, is that we're shifting those priorities and creating a possible new world. Yeah? within our little context and when we talk about community because i think that's really one of the crucial elements um you know we also have these communities that are at the source of the technologies right like the indigenous communities or yoga communities or you were saying you know you did um i think it was buddhist or tibetan meditation what was it tibetan meditation tibetan meditation you know there's communities that are kind of holding these cultures so what do you think can we learn from these cultures, you know, that are at the source of the technologies also about how we could maybe design our cultures and our systems? The reason these, these, these systems are now being available to us, let's say yoga coming in the 80s, 70s and 80s to the West, entheogenic plants, technologies and traditions are, are being more exposed and more available uh, in the West. One of the reasons that they decided you see, these this systems have been occult. Many of them have been occult for many, many years. Uh, they decided that it's time to do that because their own environment is being jeopardized. You see, mm. when you talk to a curandero from the Amazon, Amazonian, Amazonian region, they say, our environment is in jeopardized and we need to do something about it. Yeah? So their perspective, if you look at their perspective in a way, uh, and not, I'm not saying to, to everyone, but some of them, some of the curanderos, maestros, school of thought, lineages, is that it's time to act and help us learn about how to live in a more connected way with each other and with the animals and plants and other beings that populate the planet. So I'm kind of, you know, my answer to that, their perspective, and that's from the lineage that I know, is that we can learn how to live with ourselves in a better way, in a more harmonic way, live with our brothers and sisters, and also live with the animals and other plants and other beings on the planet. Yeah? Hmm. That's what they have to teach us. And that's what we lost. Hmm. Yeah. And how does that um, you know, community aspect relate to your experience? Because you know, there's also another culture, which is the psychedelic renaissance right that's you could also call that a culture in itself and that's very much the culture where you're at home with the thank you plant medicine movement so can you say yeah. a few words on you know your learnings about building that community and immersing yourself in the community of the psychedelic renaissance and what are potentially learnings that are useful for others as well my main lesson is that everybody wants to get it done like at least the people that are a part of the community Another lesson that I learned, that I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of new to this, uh, that there is not, not, not a big distance or not at all between uh, Eastern practitioners, if it's, you know, Qigong, yoga, Zen meditation, whatever, whatever, whatever art, Eastern martial arts, meditative and growth, there's not much difference between them and 
in a way, uh, the lineages that use entheogenic plants. And somehow in the West, you have a very diverse group of people. You know, there are people that like to work with mushrooms and people that like side trends and people that like, you know, tribal gatherings and, and this very diverse community, but they have some very powerful common denominators, which is usually, not saying, oh, but usually let's save the planet, let's connect with each other, let's come from a hard place, let's reduce the ego and the I, I and, and let's work together. And that's why we were also be we were able to do and, and connect so many people because people are it's clear to them you know it's like there there is a, a certain trust because we all care for the same. So I think that was my my biggest lesson. And for anybody in this in in the in the ecosystem that wants to create and do you know create and do because there's so many opportunities to do stuff and 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 to help out in the process of facilitating the entrance of the psychedelic renaissance uh, and you can take it any point you want you can go from integration to preparation to safety uh, to learning about plants to learning about a certain lineage and tradition so there's so many things to do hmm. and it's extremely exciting hmm. and i have one more last question before i let you go and that's just you know to look a little bit at <clears throat> you know the very very current situation of the corona crisis And what do you think are some of the learnings that we can take from the psychoactive technologies and from the psychoactive communities with regards to Corona and perhaps, you know, alternative approaches of even making sense of the crisis and curing the disease, preventing the disease, anything that comes to your mind in relation to the overlap there? <clears throat> It's very interesting because uh, one of the things, and at least just, just uh, uh, one point of view, there are many points of view, it's a complex question, and I definitely don't have all the tools to answer, uh, but I can uh, try to give a perspective about it, which is we saw that there is a global problem, right? So whatever your point of view about it, there is an actual, actual issue. Yeah? And we saw how countries start reacting to it, in terms of messaging and software, right? The, the messages that are put out there, the software that is put out there, the words that are put out there. And we saw a great disconnect and lack of co coordination between the different nations. There was lack of trust. So I say, hey, there is a problem. And then somebody says, hey, I don't believe you. I don't think there is a problem. I think it's invented until the problem comes to my country. And then I say to the other one, hey, there is a problem. And that, that country doesn't trust me, so they, they ignore it and they don't prepare. So there was no preparation, even though there was time to do so. And the reaction was delayed and people live were jeopardized and are jeopardized, right? So one of the lessons is here is disconnection and lack of trust, yeah? And the psychedelic community and psychoactive uh, technologies, they create connection, yeah? And they create trusting oneself and trusting other, other people that are within the community. So that's, the coronavirus is just a symptom of a more rooted problem of lack of trust between nations, between leaders, and, and, and global conflict. Uh, another lesson is we all affect each other. You know, whether we want it or not, we are interconnected, we affect each other, and one problem can move in four months throughout the world very quickly and very fast. So 
we should find ways to harmonize our relationship, connect better. And if you go back to psychoactive technologies, these are exactly the technologies that allow for us to be able to connect with each other. They've been used so in tribal settings for thousands of years to create greater connection within the community and greater understanding uh, as rituals, as ceremonies, for healing. Yeah? So if you bring that knowledge into a space where there is this connection, you can create social healing through that, that create greater connectedness and greater preparedness for future events. Yeah, I love that perspective because it does differ a bit from the you know purely fear-based messages that we get from you know, the media these days mostly. So thanks for sharing that. And now one quick last um, statement, and I just want you know whatever comes quickly to your mind. So what would you say is the complexity you most want to upgrade now? The complexity that I want to upgrade now. Yeah, what's closest to your heart, and what do you want to get out to the world? Be of service, you know, and, and be able personally and as an organization to be of service and to be sensitive enough to hear the different wishes and ideas that are coming out within the global community to find uh, the golden path that uh, fulfills uh, our mission, which is the stigmatizing antigenic plants and psychedelics, uh, ushering an, an era where it's safe, where it's comfortable, And really it's useful for uh, people around the world. Cool. Thank you so much for spending that half an hour with me on the podcast. And yeah, thank you also so for the great work that you're doing. Well, thank you, Plant Medicine. Tanya, thank you so much to you for having me. Absolute pleasure. It's mm -hmm. great. Thank you for listening to SciX, the Systemic Psychedelic Podcast. <laughs>